podcast from Green Curtain Theatre. Hello, I'm Liz Newbury. I've been talking with Michael O'Sullivan, whose short play Time to Think was performed earlier in 2019 as part of Green Curtain Theatre's competition for new writing on the theme of leaving. Before we hear the interview, let's listen to his play performed by Jackie Milne and Shane Falvey. Way down in Clannacilty in the year of 89 The locomotive banner came chugging down the line On board sat Philip Harrington, bound for Condonary <laughs> fame This place looks good to make me pud, I think I'll call the same Clannacilty, black puddle, to me dad's a full of pep to put the lead back in your pencil and the spring back in your skin. Heaven knows what herbs and spices are inside the saucy skin, but it brings a smile to wearer's eye. August fog of Marshin. This is the final call for Cambrian Airways Flight CA352 to Cardiff. All remaining passengers, please make your way to gate three for boarding. There's a seat over there. Sit down for yourself. Why did they have to look inside the bag? That man was looking through my clothes. He touched them. Just sit down for yourself. My legs are hurting again. I can't get on the plane. You and your legs. The doctor said it was high blood pressure and circulation. What do they know? They can't see inside your leg. I didn't like the look at that man. He had a red face and the smell of drink on him. I'll have to wash everything now when we arrive. I didn't say anything but I couldn't take my eyes off his dirty fingernails. And when he held up my blouse and he said, Oh, my wife has one of these. Whose wife? You're not helping the situation. I can't think with my legs. My God, it's an imagination that you have. I said sit down for yourself. That chair is metal. I don't like the look of it. Well, stand for yourself then. I've never been on an airplane before, Jim. And you know all that. Do you think we'll crash? Jeez, I'd hate to come down over the sea. Wouldn't that be a terrible way to go? There it is, over there. The shamrock on the tail, that's for good luck. But if it came down in the sea, I suppose it would sink. There's only one door at the front and there's only one at the back. We'd never get out. And my legs, I'd be stuck. I'd be the last one and I can't swim. You know that, Jim. God, you talk for Ireland. I'm not getting on, Jim. Not that one. Maybe another one. Perhaps I'll feel different later. Feelings? What use are those? That plane has been back and forth and back and forth and not a thing has happened. Why don't you just trust people who know more about these things than you do? Like the man who went through my clothes. I wouldn't trust him if he was flying. After he'd had a drink, he might fly out west. With all this fog, he'd get lost. He'd be confused. Maybe he's been driven to drink. That chair looks very cold and hard. If I was them, I'd have some cushions for people. That would make it more comfortable and relaxing. Can you take me back home, Jim? Please. No. I don't want to leave. Things aren't right since you planned it all. This idea of yours... I just want to go back home. I said no. 
just pull yourself together. I have a good mind to leave you here. You're holding me back from making something of my life. I'm not going back to that wreck of a home to live again with your mother and three brothers. And that shaggy dog. And no hot water. And no bath. People don't have baths in Clannacilty. They do in London. What would I do in London? That is supposing the plane, and I mean just supposing, being flown by that alcoholic. Just supposing it ever got there. I'll get a start. Hmm? You know, I'll be making some money rather than tinning beet for porter and picking peas and piecework. Does real work over there. Railways, hospitals, roads, buildings, and you get proper holidays. Or people in Clan think a holiday is a trip to the shops up in Cork. Or a picnic on the strand in Ballinglana. We'll be able to afford nice clothes, a car, a house. And those houses have fine gardens too. There's jobs enough in Clonakilty. I know Holands are looking and there's work in the creamery. I've got some self-respect. If you think I'll go baking buns at Holands... I don't get on with your sister, Jim. It'll never work out. A stain with her. She doesn't like it that you married a girl from Bantry. She thinks Clonakilty is the home of Ireland's well-to-do. It's prejudice she is against West Cork, and you're proposing that we throw ourselves at the mercy of that woman. It's only until we get our lodgings. Can't you just get on with people and change your attitude? Look, if we don't go now, we'll never go, and I'll spend my whole life wondering what I might have been. Why have you left all this until ten minutes before we get in the plane? It's just come to me. I haven't had the time to think. I haven't had the space to think. What do you mean, space? Aren't there plenty of fields in Clan? Big fields they are. And bogs and sand and mud and wrecks. And no money in your pocket. And no work. <sighs> the Clannacilty Black Pudding Festival. Is that all we have? I... If I stay here one more year, I'll, I'll, I swear, I, I'll... Will passengers for Aer Lingus Flight E1712 to London Heathrow please make their way to Gate 2 for immediate boarding? If we leave, there's no coming back. If we came back penniless, they'd despise us. If we came back rich, ha, that's a laugh, they'd resent us. Are they happy those that left before? Are they, Jim? At the very bottom of a pile of smoke-clogged tenements. Final, Final call for Erlinger's flight E1712 to London Heathrow. All passengers wishing to travel today, please make your way to gate 2, which is about to close. That's us. I said that's us. I have made up my mind. But it brings a smile to where is I am. I asked Michael whether he viewed the piece as a comedy. No, I didn't, and I think that's very important. I think some of the lines are very funny, but I didn't set out with it being a, a comedy. I think it's it's funny insofar as people say funny things uh, without and, and not realise they're being funny. It's only when they're set down on paper or when you actually repeat it back to them that um, the, the comedy is seen in, in the piece. Actually, don't I find a lot of comedy on radio and, and, and wherever I see it not funny because people are trying to be funny. However, there are some politicians, for example, who are trying to be serious who are absolutely <laughs> complete <laughs> comedians. But you were able to see the production of your play 
back at the beginning of the year. That was given quite a comedic treatment. It was. How did you feel about that? I, I think that every actor and director has got to make their own choice. When, when the writer has, has issued the play that is open for complete interpretation, however the writer and directors want to choose to do it. There are so many ways of, of saying a line. It could be with anger, it could be with irony, other loaded things into mm-hmm. every, each and every line. I think that's for the actor to, to bring out his or her, her interpretation of that and, and not for me to uh, you know, dictate that. I, it's, I, it's quite a difficult step to take, I imagine. I was, I was actually nervous. It was my first play ever produced out, out, out in the wide world there. It was quite a thrill as well to listen to other people articulating lines that had been in my head before, had gone onto paper and somehow had magically appeared on a stage. That was really quite, quite uh, special and, in, and an inspiration and something that actually has prompted me to, to write further. Because I've got a full-time job, I'm having a certain amount of difficulty devoting the time to immersing myself in that play. It's a play called Clonakilty set in the 1980s. There, there are some autobiographical aspects to that play and, and a lot of imagination as well. There's some, some characters take on their own life and they, when they're on the page, I don't quite know when, where, where they're going, where they're heading and, and the things they say. Sometimes I think this person isn't a very nice person, but by the end of it, through the actions and through the reactions, that person's ended up being quite a nice, moral, responsible, thoughtful person. And I think that comes through um, them somehow having the voice coming out of, out of them rather than me trying to superimpose words and, and, and phrases and so forth. There's got to be a certain amount of, um, of the play writing itself. That sounds a little bit um, high-flown, but, but, but somehow the characters have a life of their own. And, it and sounds as though it's a more extended, a longer piece. That's, that's a two-hour piece so far. You said that Jim and Bridget, uh, in the, the original short piece, Time to Think, were an amalgam, each of them an amalgam of different people. They, 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 they've, they're characters of, of my imagination, actually, but they have obviously been informed by, by, by people I've seen both in my family and the neighbours that, that I met over in Ireland when I was younger, and observing these, but also hearing people's stories in London, because a lot of the Irish people who moved to London, they, they all got together in various in their houses we as children we went along and 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 listened to all these stories so I, I i was aware certainly of what it was to emigrate and and the uh, the difficulties associated with that and i think what comes across in the play is the finality of actually leaving she realizes she can't go home because if, if she hasn't made it and she comes home penniless there that 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 will be some sort of shame and but if she came home rich as well they wouldn't have liked that either mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. fact she, 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 she can't win and out it comes she really doesn't want to go so there's a real conflict there and a real tension and airports are great places for that I've seen that many a time before mm-hmm. however Jim her husband has got, got uh, bigger ideas he wants a mansion he's going to have a big garden he's going to be a success he's going to have a car he's going to have paid holidays I mean in, in Ireland in the 60s People, certainly my, my uncles worked all the time, every day, on, on their farms. A holiday for them would have been, you know, a trip up, as I said in the play there, a trip up to Cork, for maybe for a, a shopping expedition. Are you seeing yourself now as somebody for whom playwriting 
is your kind of genre? That's what's interesting me at the moment, playwriting, and yeah. also the possibility of directing those plays. I'm finding that very interesting. In the past, I have done some acting and some singing, but uh, but now I don't want to be in front of the. I don't want to be on the stage. I, I, that, that now I want to be, if you like, in in the role of of creating mm-hmm. theatre. I know you're a designer, Michael. Is there any way in which you see parallels between your visual? language and written language or the language that you hear I think there is a parallel I think both both of them in many ways are storytelling when, when I when I'm creating uh, an interior I am using a sort of narrative if you like of how people move through a space how they react how it's lit what the furniture is like how, how those elements can really influence behavior I mean in many ways what, what, what I do in my work is is like creating little pieces of theatre, although, although although you wouldn't um, okay. necessarily think of it like mm-hmm. that. I think with the the word, I'm I'm very conscious of the power of words and and how important they are. When you're writing from an Irish standpoint, do you think the language works differently? I do very much so. I think I think the the Irish way of thinking is is um, is not as linear as as the anglo-saxon way of thinking i think that um there's a certain circular way of talking if in, in, in uh, that i've observed in ireland whereas uh-huh. i think in 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 the anglo-saxon world certainly in my work for example things are much more linear things are about getting to the goal achieving that goal by by by, by completing certain stages and milestones and being very, very logical. What I've observed in, in Ireland is the, um, the idea that uh, things were completely open for interpretation. I think being London born and bred, there's a part of me wants to think in a linear fashion and be really efficient, and yet there's another part of me that really enjoys the nebulous quality of the Irish uh, way of thinking and the more poetic mindset of, of, of that way of thinking. I value that now very much. That's a very interesting observation. I do think there's a certain amount of frustration in that, though. When you when you go, when I certainly am amongst the Irish people, I'm thinking, what do you actually mean? Just tell me, you know, uh, what it is. What's what's the idea? Again, being born in London to Irish parents, I've grown up with that way of thinking. There's a certain reaction against it, and yet I still I really like it. I really I really appreciate that sort of poetic. Uh, vagueness and, I, and I, I can celebrate that as a child I, I wanted clarity I wanted um, certainty I, I wasn't getting that in Ireland so I was quite frustrated probably reacted against it now I'm starting to see the value of that mm-hmm. that's absolutely fascinating Michael thank you so much for talking to me today it's been a real pleasure to uh, to hear some more about the playlet and to discover what you're doing now, your new writing. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, Liz. Thank you. This has been a Green Curtain Theatre podcast, recorded in March 2019. Visit our website, www.irishinlondontheatre.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the podcast service to be informed about new episodes as they are released.